Hey, Houston, you're live in the hive with the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. How many wins do you think the Rockets get next year? Not as many as Phase 2 is supposed to get you. Let me put it that way. How many was it supposed to get you? Phase 2 was supposed to get you to be winning and, and hopefully be a playoff team. So 42 and, and wins. I don't think they're getting to 42. What do you think they got? 35? Huh. I think they get to I think they get to 40. I'll I think take I, the over on your 35. You would take the under on my 40. I think I took the thir- I think I was at 35. Were you at 35? Cuz I said that You said they should be in the play-in though. So if you're if you, you got smarter oh, no, I think I got, It was like 35 to 40 cuz it was like Van Van Vliet gets you another I think five wins. What they win last year? 20 22. 22. 22. They were 22 and 60. So Van Vliet gets you another five wins. I think Adoka's coaching gets you another five. So that gets you to 32. Mm-hmm. I think Dylan Brooks' defense gets you like another three to five wins. So you're not going to account at all for development of the young players? And then you hope the well, development I don't think they're gets gonna, you more. I don't think, obviously with the signing of Holiday too, they're not expecting much from Thompson the first year. Maybe not, but I'm talking about Jalen and Jabari. And, and Sengun, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, think, I think 40 wins is obtainable. I just don't, I think like the number should probably be like just in the middle. It should be 37 I, and a half. I haven't seen a Vegas update after free agency. I'm going uh, under, I don't think that Joe. they've. You're taking under 37? I'll take over 35. I'll go over. So we're right. I mean, if the Vegas is 37 and a half, we're right right in the middle. We're right on it. It split us right in the middle. 35, you, 40, me. I did the math on this. The the last 10 years of 10th place. Now, you did have the COVID year, so I just did the winning percentage math on it. The 10th place, which gets you in the play-in. 10th place gets you in the Mm play-in in in both conferences, obviously. The average win total in the last 10 years for 10th place is 37 wins. I think the Rockets should be in contention for the play-in. Like even even at thirty five wins, they're in contention for the play in. So we'll we'll see what uh, what Vegas ultimately I, I, puts it at. And I think it's it's just a really fine line that you're tiptoeing because I think you know what, Jeremy, if you take what they did last year, twenty two, and say they win thirty five games, that should be a huge success. That's a massive jump for this team. But I think because of the fact that they Tillman labeled this himself the phases and phase we're in phase two now. We're in winning now. Now a lot of people. I don't. I think that might be a little bit of a reach. Like, did like he said that we want to win more? He didn't say that we should be a winning basketball team, did he? Uh, I, I, I. It depends on because Stone won't say phase two. Udoka will say phase two. Tillman will stay phase two. And if I'm Rafael Stone and I'm the general manager, I don't want to say phase two because I don't think we're there yet. If phase two is correlated to not only winning, yeah. but at least getting into the play-in or playoffs, it makes sense that he wouldn't want to say. that. Yeah. So it absolutely does. I think that from the Tillman's thinking. Winning is one thing, but he doesn't want to be in the lottery, uh, the, the top three picks of the worst record in the league lottery again. He doesn't want to see those kind of results unless he's fa- you know thinking about the, the draft pick again. I don't think that's in play. I, I don't think it should be. I don't think the Rockets are going to have a bottom five record in the NBA. I, I, I don't know that I can agree with you. I, I think that as much as they don't want to, I think they might. You, know, you think about OKC playing as well as they did a year ago, and then they get Chet. You think about Detroit, who has added some pieces and can, and they'll get Cade Cunningham back for as bad as they were. I don't know what Victor's going to be in San Antonio, I, and I don't think it's going to be immediate. No, not immediate. It's not going to be like a LeBron James impact on the league, and I think that there's a lot of questions to be answered about him. So San Antonio's probably still going to be near the bottom of the barrel, but I don't know that you're that much better between than the worst couple teams in the league to say you're now not going to be in that conversation. You have them at 35. I have them at 40. We, we both have them under 500. The 40 mm-hmm. and 42 is under 500. Uh, 35 and 47, under 500. Who is more likely to finish above 500? 
the Rockets, team we were just dissecting, or the other team in this city, the Houston Texans. Can I say push? Nope. Uh-uh. We're not allowing that on a Friday. You got to you got to make a, a hard stance, an answer. You got to pick which side the of the Rockets fence you are more likely on. with the talent a that push. they have on their team <laughs> and, and and the impactful players on their team to make a difference than a Texans team that's going to be run by and and having a rookie at the helm. We we already know that a rookie quarterback. Yeah. First year is a recipe for disaster. Now, that doesn't mean the player is going to be a disaster or their career is going to be a disaster. It's just the numbers don't stack up well for a quarterback in their first year at the helm as a rookie quarterback in the NFL. So I, I think that the Texans are going to take their lumps. And that's the main reason, one of the main reasons why I had all the concerns I had when they made the trade they did on draft day. Right. I think from a Rockets perspective, the guys you added with the talent you already had. There's a, and a new coach that's going to bring a different attitude, mentality, and style. I think that they have the better chance of finishing above 500. This is this is probably the upside conversation of both teams, and I, I think the easy answer here is the Rockets actually to, to finish above 500 because even at 35 wins, that's flirting with a with a 500 record. I mean, that's six games off a 500 record in an 82 game season. Like that's not that far off of 500. Whereas the Texans, like their Vegas total six and a half. Even if you give them the, even if you round up, that's a seven and ten season. You still got to flip two games over a seventeen game stretch for the Houston Texans to to be above five hundred. Also, like the key positions for the Houston Texans are really young players. Like you don't have the the terrific veterans like the Rockets just brought in. Like the the Texans don't have the equivalent of a Fred Van Vliet. They don't have the equivalent of a, an All NBA second team defensive player, even if he was somebody who was uh, who who was overpaid. You also have like the Texans do have young players, but they're rookies. Like the Rockets' young players, you're looking at a, a Jalen Green who's going into his third year. You're looking at an Alpi Shingun who's going into his third year. You're looking at Jab- who's going into his second year. And then, while I like D'Amico Ryans, I think D'Amico Ryans is going to be a good head coach in the NFL. He hasn't done it before. Ime Adoka, and every year he's been a head coach, has been a playoff coach. He's reached the playoffs in every single year. So I think the easy answer is the Rockets. Yeah, no doubt. You can take it a step further, too, when you start talking about uh, not just the coaching staff, but you've got a general manager in Casario that's been with the Patriots and been in winning situations and, and and all across the board, he's got an experience, and the front office is experienced. When you talk about Rafael Stone's never been there before. I mean, he's never done anything like this. So, you know, he's kind of learning on the fly while he has the reins of the job, but the good news is he now has a voice in the room, a lot like I think the Texans have at head coach, where what you don't know, they know to some degree. They can help you, but you're right. In terms of from a head coaching perspective, you got a first-time head coach, too, with a first-time quarterback, a rookie quarterback, whereas you've got a guy that's taken a team to the finals in Udoka, and you've got a guy at point guard who's won a championship. That's a great way to start a foundation to put together a winning team. Like the three free agents you brought in are, are playoff players. Yeah. Uh, Van Vliet, like you mentioned, was on a championship team and getting heavy minutes behind Kyle Lowry on that team. Dylan Brooks has been to the playoffs the last few years in Memphis, and even Jock Landau. Like he he was and he played he played he against the minutes. Nuggets too. Yeah. Like he went up against the Joker. Yep. Like he 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 was he was playing fifteen twenty minutes a game against Jokic, which I like that. I think it's an underrated signing, especially with the contract. Plus, they brought it's only in. yeah only guaranteed for the first year. So you know you, you you again, someone asked me about this, and I said, look, I like his athleticism. I like his activity, his bounce, his strength. He can he can finish on the break. He can run the floor. He can shoot a little can bit. Can he too. stay out of foul trouble? Yeah. If he can stay out of foul trouble, then I'll have him around for a second year and a third year. If he can rebound, block shots, run the floor, and stay out of foul trouble, 
he's got a place on this team. He's got ability to step out to the three-point line, too. Like Which he, a lot of people don't realize, but in this today's game, with the versatility expected of big men, yeah, that's a, that's a good skill to have. I'm, I'm, in, I'm very intrigued to see him play. All right, so that's the high side of the Rockets-Texans conversation. Here's the second question. Is it more likely that the Texans give the Cardinals a top-five pick we saw the ESPN 2024 mock draft yesterday had the Houston Texans with the second worst record in the NFL, which of course went to Arizona. So is it more likely the Texans give the Cardinals a top five pick or that the Rockets get the Thunder a top four pick or top five pick? And we know that the Rockets top four protected whatever. But basically, is it more likely the Texans finish with a bottom five record or the Rockets finish with a bottom five record? I think it's more likely that the Texans are giving Arizona a top two to three pick than I do the Rockets. And I think that just for all the things that we spelled out, look, I think the veterans added to this team already and the coach added to this team already in a league where it's a little easier to win, especially with the regular season and the way three and four nights and the way the schedule stacks up. And sometimes we know that with load management and everything else, players rest, wins are achieved. And I think that they have a team capable of doing that where they're going to succumb to the pick a lot easier than the Texans because the Texans are in an uphill battle no matter what the division looks like. And because of the fact that it's not as much on D'Amico being a first-year coach as it is on Stroud being a first-year quarterback, I believe that, that that's the way I would lean. I feel like the Texans, because both of these teams are in a rebuild, regardless of who's saying what. I think the Rockets have been far more open that this is a rebuild than, the, than Nick Casario has been. Nick Casario doesn't like the word rebuild, which is silly. He should be like, yeah, we're, re- we're rebuilding this thing back up. I've always felt like the Rockets were a season ahead of where the Houston Texans were. Like, they were just one season ahead of the Texans playing catch-up in this rebuild. So it's like even the the high-water mark of this conversation, which team flirts with 500 over the other one, or the bottom, you know, the, the low-water mark of this conversation, who is more likely to have a bottom-five record, the Rockets or the Texans, the Rockets are a year ahead of this rebuild. Their yep. younger players have been in the league a year longer. Like, you look at last year, Derek Stingley. Okay, well, Derek Stingley's only in his second year, didn't play a whole lot in his first season. Jalen Petrie, Keenan and green all second year players you've added a couple of rookies that are supposed to be really good cj stroud will anderson the rockets guys are all either two years into the league or going into their third year in the league they're a season ahead and they're big money offseason but like the rockets big money offseason was now the texans big money offseason's next year right and also let's take into consideration rosters smaller in the nba easier to make bigger steps quicker when you add veteran players that still have plenty left in the tank as opposed to as much as we want to believe the Texans are on the right track and they've added a lot of good young talent to this team there's a lot of guys uh, 11 uh, 11 on each side starters that have to be accounted for and be average to above average when you start wanting to make strides especially at the skill positions where it's even more important and we know how difficult it is at quarterback but then we're still talking about receiver and we're talking about other positions in the NBA, when you talk about the top five picks they've had and the players that they've, and it's only a 12-man roster on game nights, they got enough to do what they need to do to be competitive, I believe. But, you know, that's two sports, and it's, it's apples and oranges in a lot of ways because the NFL, you require so many more talented players. Yeah, I think it's easier to rebuild quickly in the NBA. For sure. Like, you have to hit on the players, obviously, but if you get one or two players that are game changers, like, your your team can be a 500 team, whereas in the NFL, you need a lot. Yeah, you, you take need LeBron James and put him on a bad Cavaliers team, and suddenly that team's capable of competing for a playoff spot, whereas you could take the best quarterbacks in the world and put them on a bad NFL yeah. roster— 
and you can't expect more than a, maybe five wins or less. Deshaun. I mean, look at Deshaun's last real year with the Houston Texans. Like We, we thought he was a top-ten quarterback, probably was in the conversation of a top-ten quarterback, had really nothing around him, everything. The wheels fell off the bus, and they won four games. Yep. Like You need more than a single good player in the NFL, where if NBA, you get one really good player, star player, one of the best in the league, you surround him with really good role players. That's a team that's finishing above five hundred. So, yeah, it's, it's easier in the NBA. So the Rockets, I think, the answer here. 713-780-ESP, the HRMP listener line. 713-780-3776. Are you Team Brittany or Team Wimby? It's a million-dollar question, and it's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. <laughs> Welcome back, Houston. These guys missed you over the last break. It's the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Joe, is this your way of saying that Britney Spears asked for it? Well played. No. Hit me, baby, one more time. Are you saying that Britney ran up to Victor, tapping him on the right shoulder, saying, hit me, baby, one more time? Nah, and the, what a mistake. The head of Spurs security. What a mistake. You asked for it. Brit, I'm here to, to deliver. You think Britt's Brit, not trying to cash in, right? I mean, she's still got bank account. I know Daddy's not watching the funds anymore, but she's got a, what do they call it in Vegas? The, the residency. Residency. She's got her residency still in Vegas, right? She's still got coin. Is otherwise, she, is she after cashier from Victor, or what's going on? Um... Because she she did, I think she was saying hi. I, I really do. I think she was. No, like, but I'm hey, saying I'm the Brittany. aftermath. Oh, she's not really doing anything. She filed charges, didn't she? I don't think she did. I thought she did. I thought did she, she file charges. I don't think so. She, I thought she filed a complaint with the police. I didn't see that, and I also saw that these aren't going to be any sort of like criminal charges either. Like well, first the video, of all, it's not on Victor. No, Victor. No, I don't even think the Spurs security knows this is Britney Spears. Like the video is out on TMZ. Uh, some of the textures love that we're talking about this uh, because they, they don't want us to uh, talk about non-sports when it's an off season for some mm. reason. But anyways, Britney ran up to Victor. Victor has his back to Britney Spears. Spears like kind of like reaches towards him to like, hey, I, I want to introduce myself. And then the security not really realizing. I mean, there's no way the security knew who this was. Looks like he tries to kind of like. Like push her away. It's a no then, look clearing. Yeah, these, clearing the the the. It's like get out of here to, to Victor. Yep, and in, in inadvertently ends up yeah. cracking her in the grill. This is this was this was an inadvertent left hand slap across the left cheek of Brit- her face cheek of Britney Spears, and then Britney Spears. You know, she sent out the press release yesterday. You know, wanted to say hi to an athlete that she recognized. The glasses flew off, but did she did not fall. There's no way that they knew this was Britney Spears. I, I'm, te- but are you Team Britney or are you Team Victor in this in this entire saga between two superstars? To to me, it's it's maybe all of, to do about nothing except for Britney needs to make sure that people know she's still relevant and still has a show in Vegas. But I think that to try and place blame that ends up with ramifications is ridiculous. I don't think that Victor, when everybody was coming at him and he had to explain it today knew who she was, knew she was there, and and I heard Paul saying this. I don't know that he would know who she was if they said she was there. I think they would have known who Britney Spears was. Paul says that 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 Victor wasn't born when she was in her heyday, that he might not. So has Britney Spears not been relevant in the last three years? No, I, I think like there's enough out there that I was scratching my head on that one a little bit, but at least I, I can understand that Victor's, He's not going to malicious. Let's put it this way: He's not going to maliciously avoid her or shut her down or say no. He had no idea she was there. No, we don't know if this is Spurs security or his security detail or no, it was Spurs, whatever. It was Spurs security. Okay, because a lot of like 
the guys that I used to work with and around, we had team security, and then we had, each guy had their own guy. This was the head of Spurs security. Okay. Also, I, I think after finally seeing the video during the break, he was just trying to clear the scene. He was trying to make sure that there was a rush of people he felt coming behind him and that security guys will put out their arm and say, don't get too close to my guy. And at the same time, inadvertently, backswiped him. It was a slap, not a punch. And it was inadvertent. And I think that all to do about nothing, we should just wash our hands of this and move forward. This totally disagree. Totally disagree. This is heinous action. He put his hands on a woman. We need to fire this head of security. We need to ban Victor Wimbanyama from the NBA for his entire career. You don't mess with Britney Spears. She's an American icon, whether she's under the conservatory of her father or not. She's an American icon. Icon. You don't mess with Britney Spears. Everybody, heads need to roll. Victor Wimbanyama should never play in the NBA. He should be allowed to play in the Summer League. Team Britney. You don't mess with Britney Spears. You know Britney Spears, too, has a Rockets emoji on her one of her socials. She's a Rockets fan. We need to make some sort of Rockets-Britney Spears collab whenever they're taking on the Spurs. I'm Team Britney 100%. What about you? 713-780-3776. Let's go out to the HRMP listener line, get Keith in on this. Keith, you're in the hive of the Killer Beast. Team Brittany, Team Wimby. Hey, hey guys, how's it going? Great. Okay, Brittany Spears is, 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 is an irrelevant former pop star, and I agree. Victor wasn't born when she was in her heyday. Now, the biggest issue I have with this, she says she tapped him on the shoulder. This is an NBA star who is 7'3". You're not tapping him on the shoulder. You're 5'4". You can tap Kevin Hart on the shoulder. You're not tapping <laughs> AD. You're not tapping Kareem. You're not tapping Jack. You're not tapping, uh, uh, tapping Donald Arnold, Aaron Donald. You're not tapping anybody Donald over Arnold. seven foot. You're not tapping on, on the shoulder. Watching Texas back, Keith. You wanted to Keith, feel. Watching the video, Keith. Watching the video of this, I think she would have reached the shoulder. Uh, I think she Jeremy and I agree. Shoulder. Joe said that he didn't know if he could touch Victor's shoulder, and not only could Brittany do it. Yeah, I think Joe would be a stretch, but he could do it too. Yeah, my arms might not be long enough. It looks like yeah, Brittany's so wearing boots too. Like it looks like at least three inch. I don't know if three she's got heels on these boots. She has heels on them? She's got boots. Okay, they look like yeah. I mean, they, it looks like a good little three inch platform there. He's got to watch back in his day. Tapping was something that you do on a shoulder. He's got to watch that terminology with who's tapping who. But I'm just looking at the video now to finally put the whole story together. I, I mean. Could the Spurs security guy have done it a little differently? He should be sacked. Sure. He should be fired. But Victor has no ramp. There should be no ramifications. Victor has he should be completely banned. clueless. He should be banned. They shouldn't allow him in the country. He Skip. messed with an American icon. Skip. Look, Skip. I understand what you're trying to do here, Skip. And if you put it on Twitter, Skip, then I know exactly what you're doing, Skip. But other than that, it ain't gonna, you ain't going to get that on me, Skip. It about, ain't going to work with me, Skip. How about Keith calling uh, Britney Spears an irrelevant pop star? Britney Spears is not irrelevant. Britney Spears is one of the biggest stars we've seen in the pop business in 50 years. I think that she still has her residency in Vegas, and people are still going to all these shows. I think that people remember their heyday by remembering Britney in her heyday, and she's an icon that name doesn't go away just because her music did. This is not, yeah, they need to send Victor away. This is not acceptable. 713-780, send him away. Send him, don't Where allow are you him. sending him? France. Oh. Yeah, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't. His people should not be laying a hand, a finger, on the American icon that is known as Britney Spears. Hmm. Absolutely not, Brichter Wimbenyama. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Back out to the HRMP listener line. Julian, you're in the hive with the Killer Bees. What's up, Julian? Hashtag Team Wimby. 
my thing is, when Britney was in her heyday, if somebody would have just run up on her, tapped her on the shoulder, Wendy said that he was grabbed. Then Britney said, oh, I heard his comments, and I did just tap him, and I think I should get an apo- a public apology. from, And she wants one from the organization, from him, and security. Hashtag Team Wimby. And looking at the video, and I just uh, retweeted this at Jeremy Branham, I don't think Brittany even touches Victor. I don't even think she makes no, contact, she period. gets to him. I mean, the, the the chicken wing of the security guy. Broke it up, yeah. Yeah, he kind of job. intercepted it. The, yeah. the arm is on its way. Her intent was to touch Victor, and the security guy was like, nope, not today, and just in one swoop, literally, swept her hand out of the way and got her cheek in the process. If this is the only video, which I'm assuming it is, because this is a pretty quick situation. She's kind of, you know, reaching for him. The security guard immediately uses his big left arm to slap her away, slap away the arm, and he kind of makes a little bit of contact with the face. I don't think there's contact between Victor and and, uh, and Brittany. None. I don't think she reaches Boy, the slow-mo, the security guy... Got a pretty solid shot, oh. even if it was open-handed on her face. Brittany got Brittany got popped. Yeah, Brittany got popped. The pop icon got popped, and, and the glasses came off. Her glasses that she was wearing came off. I mean, this. I, was... I don't think it was intentional by the security guard to slap her across the face. It certainly did happen. I don't think that there's anything criminal here. But I'm Team Brittany, baby. Do you feel like, in retrospect, she said, "Oops, I did it again," <laughs> and the results were toxic? No. Oh my god! I'm just asking a question. How much? How many Britney Spears songs do you know? I'm, I'm a some of her work she was a uh i mean the video her, for toxic was pretty good this is um I, i'm happy it was not victor that did this because we'd be talking about how victor's putting up another brick like oh. he's, he's again missing his target whenever he did this it was interesting listening to victor like answer questions about this he refused to say her name he refused to say britney spears's name i i think smart move on again we talk about guys that don't have the right people around them when they get to the league and such it seems like he's got the right people around him to say, best thing you can do is high road this as much as possible yeah. and, and, and handle it this way, and you will be able to walk away from it a lot quicker and easier. Lamont, but he should, I don't know, maybe maybe mention Brittany's name a little bit, pay your, pay your respects. Uh, Lamont says, I guarantee you if there's a crowd of any such around that crowd, it was likely for Brittany, even though her downfall is still, uh, she's still a mass global appeal. This was, this was the Spurs security, but I agree with Lamont to the sense that, Who's the bigger star just across America? Like we live in the sports world. Who's the bigger sp- Who's the bigger star in America? Britney Spears or Victor Wembanyama? At this very moment, yeah, I think it's Victor Wembanyama. No way, it's Britney Spears. It's they, have, they have domi- They have they have uh, documentaries about Britney Spears all over the place. At they this talk very about moment, her being a conservatory with her father. Yep. You said that she still has a, um, a, a residency in in Vegas. Britney Spears at this moment is a bigger star than Victor Wembanyama. False. I disagree. I Victor, don't think so. The, whether he lives up to it or not is a different story. But the infatuation and the phenomena right now is all about Victor Wimbanyama. And it, it, look, I'm not trying. In, and I'm not the, trying to poo-poo on Britney's but career. But you live in the sports world. Like you, I don't think you're looking at the entire landscape of like pop culture in our country. Britney Spears is mega pop star, like forever. Like she's bigger than Victor. I think you're looking. I, th- right I think you have. Now. I think you, you said have right now. Yes, I think, yeah. think Britney's bigger. The totality of a career. No, but I th- but because of that, she has cachet. She has clout. Everybody knows who Britney is. Britney Spears is a far bigger star than Victor Wimbanyama. You have sports blinders on right now. Right now, I, I mean, I'm just saying about the popularity of all the hype coming in with this guy with the NBA and what could be. And and, and look, Woj saying he's the greatest draft 
first first ever draft pick in the history. You're right in, in terms of their career. No, I'm saying right now she's more popular than Victor Wimbanyama. I don't think so. You're like cool. Woj is talking about I Victor Wimbanyama. So. You so know much, who's talking so about Britney? Hype. The king and queen. Every big name. The president. Like everybody. Still? Knows. Yes. Still. Still. You think that Did Joe Biden and and uh, and uh, and uh, King King of Is England William, now William right King King yeah Prince now King Do you think they're talking about Britney Spears I don't think so Do I think they, that they, they would, know They would know her before they would know Victor mm, I don't know I compl- I think so man Like Britney's a mega star Victor's yeah. like I mean he's obviously a big sports star It's cool that you have Woj talking about you But Britney's got like Mario Lopez talking about her Whenever whenever Britney Spears was going through her whole like legal fight with her father that was mega headline news every single day I think it was it was mega headline news because it was once again the the whole bleep show and the wheels were falling off and people like love drama but I think that just as it relates to today right now the hype train surrounding this kid and potentially being LeBron or Yao or whoever and having lived through what Yao was when he came into the league and the hype train around him Yao was never bigger than Britney I think you're severely you underrating about, Britney Spears' popularity when you start talking about worldwide now yeah, yeah, Britney what used to be really, really big and bigger than Brit, and bigger than Yao. But at a certain point, Yao and the phenomenon and the popularity and what I lived through with like the Beatles type things, where you get into a van in China and every it's like eighteen deep for a mile long, and they're shaking the van and they're doing these things. Britney used to be that, but right now but I don't think but she. But we're is. talking about popularity. We're talking about popularity. She's still selling out. I don't know. I don't know if she's doing the residency. Is she still selling? Yeah, I was going to say. She, if she is, like, she's getting people to come to her residencies. I don't know, ten, fifteen thousand a night. No, those are smaller venues. But it, regardless, 7, 8, if she's got a, a residency, it means that she's done enough that people still living in their heyday are going to see her in Vegas, just like they did all the others. Shania Twain, Elton John, whoever else did it. Uh, did you just put Shania Twain in the same conversation as Elton John and Britney Spears? I'm talking about people that had residencies in <laughs> Vegas. I mean, look, Tony Braxton you had Shania. one too. Tony Braxton, I think had Carrot one Top too. has one. I, think, might, I, think I don't know does. if he still does. He, I know he did. I know yeah, he did. I'm, 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 there's one more that's escaping me. That's uh, Celine Dion had Celine a Dion long one. Awesome. She had a long Garth run in Brooks. Vegas. So Elvis <laughs> residencies mean you you at one point were it. But right now, I think uh, a, a ton of eyes are focused on Victor Wimbanyama. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Settle the bet. Who's more popular, Brittany or Wimby? And which team are you on, Brittany or Wimby? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. It's everybody's favorite game. Joe George, the Trump King. He reads to us quotes from ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five personalities, and we have to guess who said it. Who's going to win this week? Killer bees on ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five. It's now time for the mega producer, Joe George, to do what he does best, and that's stumping. No one can stump the best stumper in Stumpville, and that's Stumpy Joe. Stumpy Joe. What happened to Stumpy Joe? The official explanation was he choked on vomit. Today, Stumpy Joe will try to stump the killer bees with Who Said It? Let the stumping begin. Let's get stumped. Half of the text line thinks you're an idiot. Half the text line thinks I'm an idiot. About the Britney Victor debate on who's popular. Uh, King of Twitch wanted me to put a Twitter poll up, so I put a Twitter poll up. Although, I have a very sportsy demo. All right, who said it? We have how many? uh, many We're going three this week. Because he's lazy bones over here. It was a short week. You're defending Joe. 
Yeah. It's usually the, the, the tables are usually turned here. I'm just saying. <laughs> he asked me earlier. Wait till 2.30. Before the unexpected <laughs> happened with, with what I had to deal with outside of work, he said, is it fair to only go three because we're going to have a short week? Sure. And I got Fun. no and I got no BK. BK's like my golden boy for who said it. I well, just wanted to use the word lazy bones. Yeah, and tough, That's a good word. Tough on it. you because you're trying to constru- mis- uh, construct ways to... Dig out of the, maybe the it's going to be BK is not here because you guys always get BK right. It He's might be better. Too Here's, obvious. So we have three. Is yeah. the last one still a combo? No, I did not do. I didn't okay. do. A, I just did no three acting straight this up. week. No acting this Good week. To know. You know, acting class was off for the holiday. Acting class is off for the holidays. Okay. All right. Number one, <clears throat> being overweight does not increase your death risk because the reason skinny people die too. What? Again, please. Being overweight does not increase your death risk because the reason skinny people die too. That's a good point. It is a good it's point. A good 100% of people die. Hey, Joe, was this today? No. Hmm. Sure. Uh, not. Nah. Sounds like you heard it. I think I might have. And I also know that the uh, the scrambler was uh, searching for audio this mo- or today. Where do, you, where do you think you heard it? I thought I heard it on the bench. Really? I think so. Oh, well, now you don't seem as confident. <laughs> I, I know that. I know I'm the honestly story. not sure if it's from today or not. I'm trying to blank here. The sto- okay. Curious, George. I'll see what I can draw. Um, the reason is the story came out about there, that, that's been circulating about fat people have longer lives. But then I heard Lance fighting back and saying, but wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, that's not you can be fat and live longer, but that doesn't. What if your heart vessels are, are filling up? And what? And he, you know, Lance was big on fighting everything today. Technically, he's right. Right. Like I have a hundred percent chance to die. I'm skinny. You're not so skinny. You have a hundred percent chance to die as well. Oh, really? I'm, you're in better shape than me. I'm teasing. It was a joke. Take um, it easy. Well, look, and, and just to put it into rare perspective, but I, I just saw the crawl. Yeah. Anybody can die at any time. Nikki McCray was the WNBA player. She was an All American at North Carolina, and she's 51 and just died. You that don't sucks. know when you're going to die. R.I.P. Nikki McCray. She was on the Olympic teams with Swoops and Cooper and all you're, that. You're showing off now. Rest in peace and peace. Yeah. So it sounds like Lance. It sounds like you want to say It Lance. was Lance and John. I just know. One more time, Joe, please. Being overweight does not increase your death risk because the reason skinny people die too. Like if I had to pick between Granado and Lance, I'm going Lance. Okay. It, I know Lance was pushing back. Yeah. But I know John's the one that brought the article to the conversation. Normally, then the the, but this the, the probably, filibuster yeah. is Lance, and this probably wasn't in the article. Like right. that, that that comment's not in the article. So you want to go Lance? Yeah, let's go Lance. Let's go Lance Zerline. Being overweight does oh. not increase your death risk. Because the reason I had he, every skinny people die too. You know, it's funny. I, I had all of it. man. Now they're like, I think it was from yesterday. So they must have just carried this conversation over to today, and I didn't realize that. By the way, you probably got burned for that. Based on that double arm celebration you just did in there, there's no way you're touching Victor Wembanyama's shoulder. Not with those little chicken wings. <laughs> That's fair. So much for you sticking up for Joe. <laughs> I, I'm the one that said the I one couldn't who touch said his it. shoulder. Maybe Britney Spears is taller than me. I, She's wearing boots. Joe does too. No, I don't. <laughs> I got Adidas is on right now, which you is have also of, bad. Do you have a pair of cowboy boots? No. You have a pair of cowboy no. boots? I, I need to get some. Yeah, I love cowboy boots. All right, number two. Oh, actually, you know what? I got pseudo cowboy boots, but they don't they're not really no. official cowboy boots. What does that mean? They're not like from what Cavenders <laughs> or one of these boot companies okay. and official cowboy. But you know, like the and they're in again, but you know like the designer like cowboy boots that are kind of Oh, sure. Like 
I think so. Same height and everything. Okay. Okay. All right, number two. So we get half point for that? No. Oh, all right. This is my advice to any middle-aged man. Why are you getting photos with Texans cheerleaders? What's the goal here? Sounds like Jake right off the top. He's got a point. If you're a middle-aged man, what are you doing taking pictures with cheerleaders? It's kind of creepy. Yeah, I mean... What are your motives? Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. Th- I don't I think could, you're going to bring that home to the family and have the wife and kids go, hey, dad, that's cool. That's a strong take. So knowing that it's a strong take, do you still think it's Jake? No, I was just saying the way it was presented sounded like Jake. But yes, you've totally changed my thinking based on that logic. Uh, I have no idea who this is. This is very generic. Could Cody have said it or PC? I think all. I think everybody could say it. It's so yeah, bland. This is why he did it. Yeah, I know. Say it one more time. Maybe more than one time. This is my advice to any middle-aged man. Why are you getting photos with Texans cheerleaders? What's the goal here? Maybe Paul. I can see Paul saying that. Yep. I think that the cadence is kind of Cody. Really? Like, what's the goal here? Could Lance have said it? Yeah. Yeah. I think Since again, he didn't use Lance in the first one. I think one. anybody could have yeah, said Yeah, you're right. I think, I think anybody could have said BS in Bush League again from the Bushwhacker. Who's more likely to talk Texans cheerleaders, though? And, like, all things Texans. Well, it's Cody. It's Wilhuff. He set yeah. it up like that. Yeah, like... I mean, they talk about Toro being mascot of the year three years in a row. You know, um, Lance would talk Texans. Yeah, he would. They must have seen this though. Like they must have seen yeah. a middle-aged man taking a picture with. Ooh, good point. Lance I also, was definitely not going to be at anything the Texans yeah. had. Cody would. And I think that if you're going to call, like, if you're going to speak to a middle-aged man and call him a middle-aged man, I almost feel like you have to be younger than a middle-aged man. Does that make sense? Like if like you and I middle aged men, I'm not gonna be like, hey, look at that middle aged man because I am one of those. I think Cody sees himself as like younger and than you a middle aged man. If it's something that's seen, right? Yeah. Who's more likely to see everything on the internet, Paul? So if it was something that he was, and, and who's likely to go kind of off the beaten path of just the sports take on a sports team in the in Houston, and go to that level, and have a and have an opinion that sharp that quick? Um, maybe Stutes. What do you I th- think? I think Paul or Stutes. Which way do you want to go? I mean, you're, I know you're leaning on the hard lean. Um, you call it. If, you, if you're adamant about code, we can go to Cody. I'll go Cody. This is my advice to any middle-aged oh, man out you're there. Right. Why are you getting a photo with Texans cheerleaders? What's the goal here? I wonder who did it. I actually wonder if it was in response to there was quite a few Astros fans that were at Arlington taking photos oh, with, I saw that. with their cheerleaders. Oh, yeah, their version so I wonder of the if shooting they stars. Spun yeah. off into a Texans conversation. Yeah. Oh. That's what I. I'm, that's what my guess is. I, okay. This is like the COVID. Who said it? We have like fewer guesses. Yeah, plus, and then we make we make our we make we hang our hat on coming from behind. And you guys have been together all week. It's okay. Uh, number three. If you hope some of his clutchness can rub off on you. Like clutches by association to try to pick up women. What in the world? Well, we know Paul has a love for Jeremy Pena. Say it again. This is ridiculous. Yeah, this, this is, is just a complete. Is this a tough one? Yeah, it's a bleep show from Joe George. If you hope some of his clutchness can rub off on you, like clutchness by association to try and pick up some women. I don't even know what the context is here. It just seems like it's the Jeremy Pena context was correct. Okay, but he, he and the Jeremy Love is of Paul. It, it, it's definitely a single guy, right? If they're looking to try and would he go Paul twice in a short week? Think about how he's already set up with generic comment 
quote to try and get him off the the hook and get us stumped. Man, this is a hard one. If you want to go Paul, I'm cool with Paul. I think it's either Paul or Jake or Cody because we haven't used him yet. Or he's going to use Paul because he's going to be that way. I feel like Paul probably talks dating a little bit more Yeah. than, than Jake and Cody. I think he does it a little bit more than Jake and Cody. Um, Would he go Paul back to back? The answer to that is yes. Joe's capable of anything. Yeah, because he's that way. Let's just go with Paul. Yeah, but you hope some of his clutchness can rub off on you. It's like uh, clutchness by association. Well, if you're talking about desperate. This is is a pathetic effort. What a pathetic week. still going to enjoy my weekend, Joe. Screw you. That's good. You've had a rough week. I'm going to enjoy my weekend. See, here's the thing. I thought number one was going to clearly lead you to Cody for, I don't know, um, I already was on the trail. I had that all the way down, except for I didn't. Yeah, I were. thought. We're I thought number it. two. I thought the middle-aged man automatically knocked out the bench because you guys were right. Like, I don't think John and Lance would talked about younger guys than them that way. No, so, they, they well, and depends on who it is, and then how negative. And then they you are. Got, I felt like Cody, be, like Cody, Jake, and Paul were good for number three. They were all good options. I think you guys just lost. Gee, thanks. We for, lost. Thanks for the yeah the. After the fact, pat on the back. I'm trying to ru- no, I'm trying to defend myself for was, not being Bush League. I think it was Bush League. What? I think the whole week was Bush League. I think when you started it with three quotes, it was Bush League. The whole week. Look out. We're coming back with a vengeance because this whole week was crap. Yeah. I vow to be better next week. All right. Let's go to this stupid segment. 713-780-3776. Uh, did you see the Jerry Jones stuff? He's going to do a docuseries, 50 million, 10 episodes on Jerry Jones. It better be good. Who is, oh, my God. Who is the one documentary that you still want to see get made? What's the one documentary that you still want to get made? 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. The one goal that you need is a goal from Pro Dunk. They are the very best. You know who's playing some basketball tonight? The Rockets. You probably are jonesing for a little bit of basketball right now. The draft, free agency, summer league starting, college basketball just around the corner. You want a goal from Pro Dunk, whether it's your kids, whether it's you, nieces, whoever. Whoever wants a goal, you got to get a goal from Pro Dunk because they make the highest quality that you can find. They aren't the, the little cheap ones from the big box stores that you see in your neighborhood laying flat on the ground. They're rim busted up, the backboard broken. Get a goal from Pro Dunk, do it right. Tempered glass backboard, breakaway rim, stainless steel hardware, and it's height adjustable, anywhere from 5 feet to 10 feet. You want to throw down some jams? Well, customize that height. Put it where you can throw down some jams. You want to work on your shot? Raise it up to regulation. Their accessories are next level, too. LED light kits for night play. Look, it's hot in Houston during the day. Spoiler alert. You might want to play at night. Might You know, you have work, too. You might want to play at night. We'll get these LED light kits from ProDunk. Backstop nets, pull pad lettering, lots, lots more. You can order everything, including professional installation online. Head over to ProDunk.com to do so. But professional installation, you can't screw it up. You can't make that rim unlevel. It'll be level because the pros are doing it from ProDunk. They put your goal at the perfect height, perfectly straight. You don't do a thing. Let the pros at ProDunk do all of the work for you. Give them a call right now, 281-351-9822, and visit ProDunk.com. That's ProDunk.com. Welcome back to the Killer Bees Nuts, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Here's Joel Blank and that Jeremy Branham guy. These um, 
the social numbers, Britney Spears versus Victor Wimbanyama that were being sent, not not great. Uh, Todd, the show, Victor has 2 million Instagram followers. Britney has 42 million. Um, now this is Instagram, too, that Nacho sent us. Yeah. 713-780-ESPN. I haven't seen somebody who's... But half the people think we're idiots. Or everybody thinks we're an idiot. Half the people think it's me. Half the people think it's you. Which is pretty much what we want to do. Yeah. I mean, it's a good conversation. It is. If, if half it the means, people think means, one yeah. person's an idiot. It means it's worthy of a discussion. Yeah, exactly. 713. For all of you that were fighting it earlier, looking for some <laughs> rando thing to talk about. I think it's the most popular thing we've done all day. Possibly. <laughs> to be completely honest with you. Uh, Jasper says that he got all three who said it, uh, who said it and Miss Japper can vouch for me because I called them. I'm sure Miss Japper is uh, incredibly <laughs> happy that you're spending all of this time listening to he, I was gonna say. I was gonna say to Japper, the Jasper. Uh, you might want to get a hobby. We love you listening, but you know what? The misses might think you might be spending a little too much time on the radio. Um, who is this doc? Who's a documentary that you still want to get made? Jerry Jones is coming out with one. It's fifty million dollars for ten episodes. Which, I mean, my goodness, that's good a for, lot of good coin, for Jerry right? Jones getting fifty million to do well, a what happened with uh, speaking of like King. King William now or whatever it is. Uh, what about the one Prince Harry oh, and yeah. Meghan Markle? Coming they out got one? well. They got yeah. They got all that money up front, and then they weren't providing content, and they were fudging the way they were vowing to. Meghan was supposed to do a podcast live, and she was having producers ask famous people questions because she wasn't available, and then she was voicing the questions, and they started wanting the money back. and And uh, Bill Simmons was killing it because I guess evidently he's on the board now for or one of the directors of content for Netflix, and he was like, yeah, this isn't working. Huh. He was killing them. I mean, some people, I, I, maybe the royal family, I still don't understand the, how enamored everybody is. Yeah, with I can't really do it. The royals and the every time they have another parade or whatever day, and I, I don't need any of that. Yeah, I don't, I don't really keep up with it, uh, honestly. Um, the ones for me are kind of like, the, the most intriguing athletes for me, I've already kind of seen enough of them. Are we narrowing it to sports? Yeah, I would for okay, the sake of this conversation. But, okay. It's fine if you don't want to. I, I will, but you don't have to. Okay. Uh, Mike Tyson, like I've seen everything on Mike Tyson. Like it, it, I've seen Mike Tyson documentaries where I learned nothing because I've already seen everything about Mike Tyson. The Tiger Woods stuff was good. I wonder if there's maybe more to that story. That's what I was thinking because I, I, I guess there was one on HBO that I never saw that I heard about. See, I saw that one. But I've seen enough that I know that when those those documentaries are on, I'm dialed into it. Yeah, I want to know, try and find out more. I don't think there was a whole lot of difference between the two, though. So, like, are you going to learn much more about Tiger Woods? The American Gladiators documentary on Netflix. I just finished that one. That one's pretty good. Shout out Lisa Miloski. She made an appearance. I did. did she? she oh, yeah. yeah, she was like, I mean, it wasn't like a and a It was like old footage where she was interviewing some, yeah. like one of the Gladiators. It wasn't like anything special. Um, I, I, I'm a huge fan of boxing. Like anything, Muhammad Ali is very, very interesting to me, and he had a very interesting life off outside of the ring too. Obviously, George Foreman is a is a fascinating story. I haven't seen the movie. The, the movie doesn't look great. Floyd Mayweather would be entertaining. There's a lot going on. It would be super yeah. entertaining. I think Floyd would entertain because there's a ton of stuff going on with how much he bets. That and would the, be super. The entertaining. backpack full of cash. One that I thought of that I think would be underrated, and I was a Julio Cesar Chavez guy. I wasn't an Oscar De La Hoya guy. But Oscar De La Hoya, with as much stuff as he had going on in his private uh, life, I think would be fascinating television. And how about now? Yeah. Now he's dating Holly Saunders. Holly Saunders, who's already been labeled as someone that's just trying to hook on to someone that's going to make her popular and keep her involved in sports. Now 
he's still got all he's got going on with Golden Boy and boxing and promoting, but he's promoting her doing all kinds of like scantily clad and nude volleyball and golf and sports challenges with Holly and her friends. And the whole relationship is like, how did they get together? And what's the age difference and all that other stuff too? I think he could, that would be interesting television. Yeah. Him, him outside of the ring would be really, really interesting. Uh, how about like an Akeem Elijah one, one, do you think there'd be enough entertainment? I think, I think what people don't know about what he did when he was in his prime, let alone what they don't know now about Mount. Mount Elijah in the country of Jordan and you know what he's doing there and still coaching and the, the guys that have come to him. But I think the whole Ramadan aspect that people just didn't know how intent he was it, it, on making sure he stuck to the rule. Yeah. Like he wouldn't it, let the trainers give him gum to generate saliva when he was in Ramadan scoring 40 points and grabbing 15 boards with nothing food in his system. See, that's very interesting. I don't know if that's entertaining. Yeah, see, I think you need the off the floor, off the field stuff that adds to it. And I don't know if there's enough there. Did uh, how about like a really good one on Rodman? I'm sure, like there's there's been one on Rodman, right? Like I feel like I've watched. it. Well, they're making a movie. They're, they're making, making a, a movie, movie now, Rodman? and uh, the guy that was supposed to, in the starring role is the guy from one of the the last Marvel movies and from um, uh, Creed, the last Creed movie. Oh, Jonathan something or other. But then he got arrested for domestic violence, and now everything's off, and they're. They've his basically his whole career has been put on hold, and their the Rodman doc I think has been put. On. Rodman doc would be good God, because Carmen it's Electra so entertaining. And, and his, I've watched docs. I have watched a documentary on how he went from quiet kid from. I feel like it was ESPN. I feel like ESPN it was like a thirty for thirty. I think they did yeah. a thirty for thirty on I think Rodman. That's right. but I don't think that they came close to telling the story because I was even that American Gladiator um, documentary. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the women American Gladiators was talking about how much of a friend she was with Rodman and how many like parties they would have out in Hollywood that like I had never heard about. Like he wrecked one of her her motorcycles. Like I think a Dennis Rodman done right would be incredibly interesting. I could see it. Tyson, I've seen enough of, and I love. I mean, a very most entertaining athlete in my lifetime. Tiger, I've seen enough of. Like, there's been enough out there with them, and Tiger's kind of boring too. Outside of like his, uh, he he, led, he was leading a double life though. He definitely that was, was pretty leading a double salacious, life. but I don't think that was really him. Like I think he was trying to live the gimmick. Like he was trying to be Tiger Woods when he really was nerdy Eldrick Woods. I, there's no question that he started out a nerd, but I think he became a freak. But I think he was trying hard to be that, and it's not who he really is. Okay. I mean, part of it then gets to the point of what just happened, too, and how he, like, took it to making everything in life a strict business yeah. in the way she was shown the door. Let me give you a trip out of town. Yeah. Uh, doors are locked. You're no longer yeah. welcome here. Goodbye. And uh, here's the nondescript you, you uh, sign that says you can't talk about this and you ain't getting paid. J.J. Watt documentary do anything Thought for you? Thought about that. Uh, not, nationally, I don't think so. Locally, it would. 4123, that runner with no legs that killed his girlfriend. That was Oscar Pistorius. Pistorius. There was a. There was already a good one on that. There was like a dateline on that. I think Untold. My my wife and I watched it. It was fantastic. I think think Untold has one. Which, who? Untold? Untold is the one. They did the mouse at the palace. Do you think he did it? Do you think uh, he. uh, Yeah. He did it, but did he do do it intentionally? Do you think it was his motive? Yeah. Do you think he he knew that he was was killing her? I I kind of. Or do you I, think I, that he you believe a story where it was an intruder? I kind of believe that he knew what he was doing. Yeah, I think so too. I'm trying to th- like if I woke up in the middle of the night and I heard like banging in my bathroom and I think the first thing I would do is look in my bed to see I was going to say I'd roll over and make sure if Lisa's sitting right there, yeah. well, then Lisa, the, I, I'm not worried about it. If she's not there, concern. then she's in the bathroom. The, the first the first thing I do when I wake up 
Like in the middle of the night or first thing in the morning. The first thing I do is like, well, where's my wife? Right. Like, is she there? Is she like up? Like, like whatever. Like, that's the first thing I well, do. I think, it, I think he did it. If it's wor- if you're worried it's robbers and, and your, your partner or your wife is not next to you, yeah. like your concern is also should be her safety, not just going in guns a blazing. But yeah, the untold did like the, the Tim Donahue. That one was really well done. But I saw was, that one. But there's I, still I need to too see much, it. I still haven't seen it. There's still too much meat on the bone. The Tim Donahue one makes I, me think 100% the NBA and Tim Donahue are in a cahoots. Yeah. I heard it was... 100%. I heard it was... He, what's, who's the Chris Paul I heard Paul it was guy? too tame and too guarded. What's that? Who's the Chris Paul ref? Oh, you're uh, talking uh, about... Uh, Scott Foster. Scott Foster and Donahue made like hundreds of calls. Yeah, together. so like it really like... Tim Donahue paints Scott Foster as also betting on games. Yeah. He did. He absolutely he, did. He really bet... Like He really is like... Every time I had information... Like I would place a bet, and like there would be corresponding calls. And Dick Bavetta was supposedly in yeah. on some of it too. I think that thing was way bigger than they let on. See, that's oh, what no, I'm saying. That's, I that's think why it was, they were in cahoots. I think it was candy coated. I, I think that yeah, that the whether the NBA was involved. You know how we talk about uh, was it Spader Ryan Spader? How he came out really hard yeah. on on all the news he had and, and breaking on the cheating. And then all of a sudden he got slapped on the wrist by MLB, and all of a sudden he was retracting everything. Yeah, I think the league probably tried to do their best. I think they, I think they paid Donahue yeah, so to take the fall the, for like, the entire NBA referees like betting. Spader's not an employee though, so I don't get it. No, because they were paying him to make appearances on MLB Network. I know, but like he came on the station, the show that I was producing, and it was uh 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 um. Uh, no, we got him on the day where he was very open about it, yeah. and then he got his hand slapped the next day. He kind of has a screw loose though. Like I follow him on Twitter. He's kind of bizarre. He's like, out there because he has like tried to like say like he's not scared anymore, but then like he won't reveal anything. We had him on probably a year or two ago, and he was very like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was really open with the bench, and then he was kind of open with us the first time, and then he just completely pulled the one eighty. Yeah, I've got the non sports ones. Who you got? Like the band Kiss, because you know that Gene Simmons said he called it his photo collection. He's like, some people drink, some people do drugs. I take pictures of women, and he he claims to be like Wilt Chamberlain with 5,000 or 10,000 women. You like that stuff. No, I'm just saying Kiss because there was a phenomenon. People loved like the, the, the whole show with the fire and all that other stuff. And then they, you know, I think if R. Kelly's documentary could be successful without R. Kelly being interviewed in it because of all the things that he did, I think that when you start talking about the life of Prince and Michael Jackson... Did you watch the Michael Jackson one on HBO? I did not. Like, Escaping Neverland, right? I did I could, not see I, that. I heard, like, some of what it was about. I'm like, I'm not watching it. I watched watch. the, I watched the watched R. Kelly it? one. It was a tough watch. Was it? Yeah, I'm not interested. I watched the R. Kelly one, and I think the Prince one would be fascinating. Prince would be good. Because he's a musical genius, but he was also so different off, you know, off, uh, off the stage. And then the fact that he died trying to take painkillers so he could still wear heels and do all these shows and things that he did when he was much younger. Yeah. They say that the seeing, um, what do they call it, in, in Minneapolis where his whole compound is? Yeah. They say the compound and everything about it was just fascinating in terms of famous people that just would pop up and how he was up in the middle of the night just creating songs that became legendary and all that other stuff. I want one on Case Keenum. Who is the documentary that you want? What NBA? about Britney? There's been a hundred of them because she's so popular. Uh, NBA play-in tournament, good or bad idea, or dumb? Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5.